And I'm Amber. And this is Waking Up the Witch. We're your neighborhood witches. Each week we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go ghouls! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Amber! Hi, Taylor! What's happening? Hey, welcome back! Hey, thanks. Hey, here here we are! (laughs) It's been almost... It's been... (laughs) Almost... Four whole months since you and I have sat by each other with the mics on. Yeah. How's it going? (laughs) What'd you do? What you been up to? Um, Life is quite a bit different now. Well, first of all, I can have a cocktail. Let's say cheers. cheers. I stayed pregnant for a whole month and 10 days after that. Yeah. So So crazy. Um, but she's here and she's, she's here. Magic. She's perfect. She's so cool. We almost had her on the podcast today. Next time. <laughs> but we decided we were overdue on a podcast beverage. Yeah. Um, ooh, I just got emotional. <laughs> well, so I was never really like super open about this on the podcast so much until uh, your predictive pregnancy date for me, it, we kind of slid it in there and like little sprinkles through your pregnancy time. But, um, yeah, my husband and I have been trying to get pregnant for four years and my whole adult life, I never wanted to have a child. I'm the oldest of seven kids, divorced family. So, there's a lot of things I didn't think that I wanted that I was like, nope, I'm good on that. Um, and then I turned 35 and started experiencing those uterine throbs when I saw a baby that people would talk about that I was like, uh Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of had to sit with myself. And I luckily was, had just started therapy around the same time. And so maybe that's also part of it is just doing a lot of inner child healing and, figuring out a lot about myself and not being so afraid to confront those things in myself for the first time ever. Um, And so, yeah, I talked to my husband who we both had agreed. We'd been married already several years and agreed that we weren't going to have kids and we were fine without it. And if we got pregnant, then we'd do it. But that was kind of where we settled. And so, yeah, it's been a long journey. And for me, mostly there's only like a couple of months where I was like heartbroken that I started my period after that. Um, and I like, I don't know, I'm a pretty, I, the way my brain has always worked is I can always flip it. And like, it might be part, uh, trying to like just stabilize trauma. It's like, that's definitely probably part of it. Um, but also like, 
I think I'm a, I'm a Libra. And so I also feel like that's part of just kind of how my energy works and being able to like balance the scales and seeing both sides. And I am a very spiritual person and I truly trust and believe like, and can look back on my past at every opportunity and moment and thing where the universe has held me and brought me to exactly where I'm supposed to be. And even the hard things have like paid out or paid off, you know? So mostly like truly honestly, and I know this isn't the case for most people on this journey, like everything that has come up in my life since trying to have a baby, like so much huge transformation has happened that I feel blessed that we haven't had a baby yet. And that sounds kind of crazy. And I'm sorry if that's triggering to anybody. Um, That's definitely not what I want to do, but it's just how my brain works. And like, I can look at this whole past four years and like I moved to Oregon. If I had had a baby when I first decided I was ready to have a baby, I don't know that I would have moved out here. Like my husband has started a really deep healing journey and, you know, has chosen to be sober and like just all these like huge healing things for him too. And then like opening my business, having a physical space where I get to like hold this magic and do all these things. There's so many evidential pieces in my life that's like, if I had a baby yet, I don't know that any of this would have happened the way that it did. And these things really, really, really needed to happen first. And having that time and the journey to of trying to conceive really has brought me and Mark, my husband, like so much closer and like has helped us really uh, build a very strong foundation and relationship and like we'll have a baby and it's going to happen in the way that it's supposed to. And I really do believe that. I also like read this book called Spirit Babies that um, is very helpful for anyone who is spiritually minded, maybe even if you're not, who is kind of on this journey too. like, that really helped me connect more into like, it's not about us. It's not about our timeline. It really is the, the soul, the spirit of the baby. Like these glimmers of us desiring this have come through um, because they're dropping into our energy and they're watching and like cheering us on as we create a better life for all of us. So um, it's just really cool too, because there's so many stories like from people and their journeys which is helpful when you are going through your own journey of trying to bring life into the world it kind of gives you some peace of like you're not alone but then it gives you this open idea of how the spirit chooses you and chooses to make its way to be with you so you know and babies come into the world in lots of like the same ways but like they come into your life in many different ways so Um, however we're supposed to build our family it'll happen whether I birth a baby into the world or not and like we're just very open to whatever that process is so that's kind of like the long and short of the backstory Um, and Taylor had found through a friend a local acupuncturist here in southern Oregon Her name is Tara Anderson and her business is Fertile Spring. If you are local and looking for hormonal support or fertility support, I could not recommend her enough. Like she's the best. She's already changed my life so fucking much. It's really mind blowing. I'm like, I don't even know what my cycle is like anymore. (laughs) Like, cause it's, I'm like rediscovering my cycle. That's the other thing too, with this whole journey is like, I was so afraid of 
the potential of my womb and the potential of my pussy and all these things. And like along the whole journey, I've been healing that in myself. Like I have to do that in order to have life here, you know, to be able to, I don't know. There's just so many magical things about it. But anyways, so Tara is just so fucking incredible. You know, Taylor was like, you got to go see her. You got to go see her. Like she's had a lot of success helping families make babies. So um, I first went to her and I was really nervous and emotional and um, just kind of shared like this has been our journey and this is what my period has been like. And my period is it's uh, regular in the sense that it shows up pretty much every 28 days, but it's really heavy and I have lots of spotting before and after and in the middle of my cycle and um, really bad cramping, very emotional, very low energy, uh, sore boobs, like the whole thing, like every, every extreme Mm -hmm. version of a cycle I've experienced like eight day long periods. And I saw her November 1st. That was the first day I went to her. I started my period just a few days later and, that period was completely different than any period I'd ever experienced in my entire life. Like my heavy day of that period was like maybe a medium day of what I was used to. It was only four days long. As soon as I got cramps come on, I took my Chinese herbal tincture that she had given me and within an hour, the cramps were gone, like completely unmedicated and like was able to actually do stuff. And that blew my mind. I was like, okay, if nothing else, I'm leaving this experience with a healthy, quote unquote, quote, normal period. So, and after that too, I'm like, whatever she tells me to do, like I fully trust her already. Like I had one appointment and my whole life has changed from that experience. So since then it's been quite a journey and um, every period is a little bit better than the last or there's lots of shifts and changes. And ultimately like everything that she does through Chinese herbal medicine and acupuncture, it's just removing the stagnation and the blocks um, in the body and the meridian system. And, uh, it's all just completely changed. How are you boobs? Uh, they start to like burn and tingle. And I think that's when they're like, okay, we want to like have a letdown now. (laughs) Do you need to go squeeze? No, I thought about bringing the pump, but I was like, I'm not going to be there that long. Oh, you should have brought the pump. You just sit here on the mic pumping your boobs. You should totally do that. Yeah, but also, (laughs) like, I don't need to be pumping every two hours because then Mm, it makes me make more milk. That's true. And so the longer I could go, the better because I'm just, like, make so much milk. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm really grateful. (laughs) But it's, like, so much. (laughs) Do you want... Um, that all left in there for Rachel yeah, to get it. Yeah, I good. think it should be left in yep. too. We're talking about fertility. We're talking about babies and what no. our bodies do. Um, well, let me know if you need a squeeze break at all. They're still squishy <laughs> when they get like painful. Rocker. I fed her before I left. That's good. Side note: We were at Witchy Night the other night, and Taylor's boobs were so full and, and painful. And she's like, I just kind of, I just went to the bathroom to squeeze some out. And I was and, like, you want to watch? Yeah. And I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I want to watch what our bodies can do. It's so cool. She squeezed it into a wine glass and took it home. 
<laughs> totally. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um. So yeah, lots of different herbs and acupuncture each week, and then I had to go through this really painful uh procedure called an HSG mm. ultrasound. And for me, like, it was definitely, like, mildly traumatizing, and that's okay. Like, it's part of it, but it's also healing, too, in a big way because, um, you know, it's just that that disconnect that I've experienced with my pussy and my womb. And so, like, it was it was an opportunity just to heal, like, another layer of that. And so they basically, like, I'm in an x-ray room, and the x-ray table has stirrups, and I had to, like, get into, like, a gown, um, and they had, like, a doggy pee pad, basically, like, on the table, and it was the first time I ever had a male doctor, like, doing anything down there, which I've always been very, like adamant about but he was so good and that was really healing for me too to sometimes like, around here you don't get to choose yeah and i wasn't gonna be like the shitty mm, doctor no. for me was the female so yeah totally i feel like the only thing that like was kind of like i i think i was just in a mood and like having for to go sure. through this thing and i was really freaking out about it and so he was and like, Mark had to give you an enema. Yes. <laughs> that whole morning was just crazy. Had to have an enema. My, my husband, like, obviously he's probably seen my butthole unintentionally, but like <laughs> had to like ass in the air on the ground in the bathroom and him insert. He was so gentle and sweet about it and like, didn't make me feel weird or uncomfortable or make jokes, which if you know him, he will make all the jokes. Like he just really wanted to make sure that I was comfortable because he knew that I was just freaked out about yeah. all of this stuff. He was so sweet and kind. And he went with me to the procedure. They wouldn't let him go back yeah. in the room, but he was there with me, took the whole morning off to like spend time with Good. me and <laughs> got a hair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just make sure that, that I felt cared for. Like he doesn't have to go through all these things, but it is our journey. And he keeps reminding me that like it's ours. Like he, he even had to do, a sperm test and a sperm is perfect. And I was like, well, that makes me feel good that it's only one of us that has to like do some things to create a hospitable environment to create a baby. And he's like, well, it's not, it's still not you. Like it's, it's our journey. And I just thought that was so sweet. Cause even though he doesn't have to change anything about himself or go through any of these uncomfortable procedures, like, he still sees takes responsibility somehow for it which is sweet and yeah he just I love him mm -hmm. <laughs> he's so great so anyways I have to lay down on the x-ray table and then there's like this huge catheter which is like a like a medical grade plastic tube that he has to insert past my cervix so I'm basically like in position for a pelvic exam and spread open and he has to like clean my cervix and then he puts the tube past past the cervix mm. and then there's uh I've, i'm already blocking out some of this i'm realizing that <laughs> it's like kind of has this hook at the end like outside of myself um where then they insert this fluid that fills up my uterus and then as they're filling it up Is there iodine I, th I think it's like an iodine type yeah. mixture. And so, oh yeah, that was the thing I was going to say. He's like 
explaining the procedure to me before and he's like you know you'll start to feel some cramping very similar to a menstrual cramp and in my head I was like oh yeah like you know what that's like <laughs> you know <laughs> like and I mean he's studied things of course he doesn't know the exact feeling of it but like tr- like he's just yeah. trying to explain to me what I'm gonna feel and I just had this like you sassy moment like oh yeah man like you know um but no he was he was great and um so yeah like at the near my cervix there's kind of this balloon that gets popped out to hold the catheter in place and so that no none of the liquid can fall out and everything stays inside the uterus and this procedure is basically to examine and see if my fallopian tubes are open or closed to see if I can even conceive at all and so as he's doing it, it starts to build pressure and like it, they're on, they're taking pictures, taking x-rays and I can see the x-ray, like the visual next to me, which was kind of cool. And, um, all of a sudden you hear this pop and all the liquid starts disappearing on the camera and it's going everywhere. And he's like, well, the balloon just popped and we weren't able to see your tubes, which I would say that your tubes are blocked or closed. Um, But I have had success opening tubes through this procedure again. If you're up for it, I would like to try again. And I was like, I'm already here. Like, I've already paid for this procedure. Like, let's do what we came here to do. And he's like, it's going to hurt a lot more. There's going to be a lot more pressure, like a lot. And I was like, okay, we're here. And it was really great because there was, um, the nurse was in there and she was so sweet and like rubbing my shoulder and she gave me her hand to like squeeze and was, you know, while also taking the photos, taking the x-ray and just was so, so kind. And there was another woman there who was about to graduate and she had never seen the procedure before. So she was there just to kind of witness. And they both were just so kind and compassionate for me in that situation. They could see that I was really scared and so um, I had to get cleaned up, changed the gown, they cleaned up and reset. And like, you know, it was a few minutes he left and then came back and then again, had to go through that whole procedure again, clean the cervix, insert the catheter. And then he put it like at the farthest point of my uterus at the top. And then so that it would be closer to where the tubes are. And then started to put this fluid in again and then the pressure really started to build and it was like okay it's gonna feel uncomfortable like it's okay you're doing so great and they're all just talking me through it and then it was like so painful I like couldn't even catch my breath because I was just like ow, 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 like couldn't even breathe um yeah it fucking hurt so bad uh and it felt like an eternity and he was like just I think he said like 15 more seconds or something like that and that really helped me to know like we're almost done and he successfully unblocked my tubes so that was really great and then they were able to like get the pictures like you should really start to feel some of the pressure lessen and I just like couldn't even respond because my I was still in a lot of pain like yeah it was lessening but it still was like extreme pain and he's like, is it, is it lessening for you? I was like, yeah, but no, like <laughs> it is, but it still fucking sucks. And so then I had to like roll from side to side so that they can like let the liquid fill and go towards the ovaries and creepy. 
yeah and they took all the pictures and he said okay you did it it's so like you did great we got him open and I gave him a high five and I was just like thank you and then like he left and um they're like do you want some juice and I was like yeah I think that would be really great I'd love some juice (laughs) (laughs) just like instantly like this big baby like I'm sorry just it's over I made it like that's how I felt because it just I was so scared and so nervous and you just don't know like sometimes the people who do it like you don't feel anything and they told me that and like you just don't know like it's unique for you and it was it felt very extreme to me um, my experience and yeah I was just so worn out did you ever find out what was blocking your tubes no he he said that they were closed but I was like if they're closed how do you uh, like open them that's kind of crazy and um, they didn't share the like imaging with me um, so I don't know like what the images look like and neither does Tara it's just like a written explanation of the discovery um, so he had mentioned too that there were some like parts of my uterus that didn't fully fill in which makes him to believe that there could be potentially fibroids or polyps but he couldn't really specify or be certain of what they are and recommended a, another type of an ultrasound so I need to schedule that um but if you did get pregnant with the fibroids in your uterus affect it's the a pregnancy pet. Um, so Tara, Tara explained a lot of things to me, which was really nice. And like fibroids don't necessarily mean that you can't get pregnant. It really depends on the size and location of them. And basically the biggest threat is that, um, you, it blocks implantation in the uterus. Um, as far as like the pregnancy, it doesn't really doesn't really affect it that I know of or that she explained like that's really where they become a problem is to actually implant the the egg so it doesn't mean that I can't get pregnant if I do have them and the other ultrasound will really be the only way to see like exactly what they are and like the size and location of them so we'll know more then if I'm not pregnant right now which is still just so confusing and I'm probably not but I don't know (laughs) it's like such a weird journey um said that on air too yeah yeah (laughs) it's true it's so true it's like so crazy and after that procedure it basically like really flushes out the entire system so they say like you're more likely to get pregnant after that um and so we definitely did our end of the homework and um yeah I don't know so I'm Today would be day 33 of my cycle. I took a pregnancy test yesterday. It was negative, though. I've had mild spotting, like not even enough to fill or like to show up on a panty liner. It's just when I wipe. So I don't know. I'm going to acupuncture tomorrow and I'll either start my period between now and then or not. And if I do get my period, then probably next week sometime I'll do that ultrasound and we'll keep doing our research. But Either way, like Tara told me to, um, like my tubes are open 
And so that's good news. And all the work that we're doing, like even if it is polyps, even if it is fibroids, it's just a sign of stagnation, which is something that we've been working to clear anyways. And sometimes the herbs can clear it on its own. It'll like, cause we're just cleaning it out anyway. So that could help if they're not too large. If they are too large, then I'll need to get them removed, which is like a surgery basically. And, um, she told me, she's like every single client that I've worked with that has had to get fibroids removed was pregnant in their next cycle. So it, it, like everything she's saying to me is just very hopeful. Like my tubes are open and all the work that we're doing together is going to help ensure like that that stays open. If I have fibroids and stuff, that's probably the material that was causing blockages Mm -hmm. in my tubes is kind of how I see it. Like it's just... Mm-hmm. uterine lining that's I don't know I'm not a doctor but yeah that makes sense yeah so that's where I'm at in my journey to creating a baby Yay. and I know that was kind of long but that's yeah I haven't really talked about it much on here and you know I have seen I have lots of friends who have gotten pregnant along my journey of trying to get pregnant and some people are like like every single friend is like come to me like really careful and not wanting me to like get upset or feel bad but wanting to share their news with me and every single friend I'm so ecstatic for like I genuinely am so excited and it's weird like it's people that I don't know that have like made me be like when's it my turn and that only happened when I was working in an office and literally three women back to back to back all in my same office of like 10 people were pregnant <laughs> and I was like and that was after a year of me trying to get pregnant and that's really when it started to kind of feel bad for a little mm-hmm. bit but yeah I don't even know like what helped me kind of pull myself out of that but I did and like I don't know like I still have plenty of fertile years even though I'm 38 like fuck what they tell you if you are my age you can still get pregnant, but it is a journey. It's my journey and it's perfect. Exactly the way that it is. Like, I'm so grateful. I really, really am so grateful for it. I know it'll happen. It will. I can't it totally wait. will. And it'll be exactly when it's supposed to. Like, maybe I just have some more stuff to learn right now. Maybe you'll have a more <laughs> pleasant pregnancy. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, on to pleasant, not pleasant pregnancies. Well, let's hear about you. I wanted to record this sooner so that it was more fresh in my mind. But I have a newborn, so <laughs> and I really like her and <laughs> I don't like to be away from her so much and I've just really been enjoying um my time with her and Curtis. He got to take 12 weeks off too, so it's just been like the most beautiful wonderful special time ever um he's such a good dad yeah it's tight it's so awesome it i was thinking on the way here like the way that he approaches parenting and how he doesn't ever get like overwhelmed or stressed like gives me more confidence too and i just feel like he makes me a better parent because he's so good at it (laughs) Like I can look to him because he's never, he never gets overwhelmed. He never gets frustrated. He's just so patient and she shits and he's like, cute. <laughs> we'll start from the beginning, but um, 
So my last day at work, it's crazy. It was a long time ago. It was October 20th. And then my mom came like, which is so weird to think. Yeah. Um, My mom came a couple days later. And then my due date was November 5th, I think. And so we're like waiting and I was just so uncomfortable. I hated the entire pregnancy. Like I liked having a little belly. It was the first time I felt like, like I could look at my naked body and feel like beautiful because mm-hmm. I was like creating with it. And it's crazy because now having my postpartum body, like you think you're going to hate how different it is, but I'm like, I don't know. I made a beautiful baby. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I, I don't love care that for at you. all. Um, so healing. It really is. Especially somebody that's like had eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all of the things that most, a lot of women deal totally. with. Um, so I just stayed pregnant forever <laughs> and ever. So like my birthday came and went and I had convinced myself I was going to have the baby the, like the day after my birthday uh-huh. or the day before that didn't happen. And then like, I just would cry every day. I cried a lot on my birthday cause I felt like nobody liked me, oh. which I think I do that like every year. I, cry, I was like crying <laughs> in the middle of the night and Kurt woke up. I was like, are you okay? Mm. Like, uh. And then I found out my best friend was pregnant on my birthday and she's also been trying for four years and three or four years and um got pregnant seeing tara yes and she was like do you want me to give you something to cry about i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's pregnant um so yeah stayed pregnant and then just like every day felt like a million days and I couldn't even sit on my couch. Like I could, I just, everybody's like, are you walking? Are you having oh sex? <laughs> are you drinking the tea? Are you doing the thing, the thing? And I'm like, yep, I'm doing all of it. And it all feels fucking stupid. And <laughs> like, none of it's going to work. I can only sleep on my left side because the baby was stuck on my right side. And we wanted her to move so that she was not posterior, which didn't work. Um, so Come Wednesday, November 16th, I, um, so she checked me the week before, like after my due date, I wasn't dilated at all. So we were going to like do a membrane sweep, which is Mm. where they like sweep your membranes that are like attached to the cervix. And, like, loosen that up. And sometimes that helps start. But my cervix was closed, so we couldn't do that. And so that just made me, like, big sad. Because I was just like, she's never going to (laughs) come out. And then a week later, she was... My midwife came over. She gave me some herbs. She gave me um, cottonwood root... Cottonwood bark, I think. Or root. I don't remember. And then this tincture called, like labor ease i that's wrong too (laughs) um 
she gave me these herbs and she was like, okay, I want you to pump, which is the weirdest fucking feeling in the world. If you've like never had a baby latch or pumped or anything, it's super, (laughs) I hated it. So she was like, I want you to pump for 20, take this tincture, pump for 20 minutes. And then at the end of the 20 minutes, take the tincture again, do that for an hour and then take this other tincture at the end of the hour. And then do all of that for three hours. Just, and that should help. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'll do anything at this yeah. point. I am having sex. I'm curb walking. I'm doing fucking upsies, downsies, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the walks, everything. Um, And so I did that. And then that night I had my bloody show, which is like the beginning of your plug god i really blocked all this out is that just like e- explain what you understand for those your who mucus don't plug know. is like what kind of helps hold the baby in your cervix and then when it falls out is when you like start to your cervix kind of starts to open i can not ask you what that looks like Mine never came out like the sn- like a lot of it's like boogery, snotty, mm-hmm. like mucusy. Mine mm-hmm. never really did that. Mine just was bloody, like a spotty period. Mm-hmm. And so that happened that night, and I was like cramping throughout the night, but I was able to sleep. It wasn't anything too bad, more than like period cramps and then throughout the whole next day I was starting to have contractions and they still weren't that bad and we ran some errands and um went to Costco and had a hot dog and (laughs) did some more stuff and then by the evening they were getting closer together and as someone that's never had a baby I was like I don't know if like I need to call my doula i don't know how fast this happens like i don't know anything she lives an hour away i feel like i don't know so i called her she came over thursday night at like eight o'clock at night we set up like the whole living room with the light like the twinkle lights and the um birth tub and i had a camp bed out there and was like laboring in the living room and I was feeling like the contractions were pretty regular. And then in the middle of the night, they got more painful to where I was like groaning and because mm-hmm. in the whole beginning, I kept telling Kurt, I'm like, this isn't so bad. Like, <laughs> people are just sissies. <laughs> no, that was stupid. <laughs> That was just the beginning. And then so like throughout the night, I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, I don't know. And so I texted Misha and she came over at like 6 a.m. Misha's my midwife and checked me and nothing. I was like not dilated. Still not dilated and Mm -hmm. having these crazy painful contractions. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Do you know if that's like kind of common at all you would think, think that the contract like because the contractions are basically dilating yeah. you, right that's kind of the purpose of them yeah so that would be wild to be laboring for so long mm-hmm. and have nothing like what is the this feeling yeah yeah um i guess for first time moms it can be a thing your body's never done that before so it doesn't know what to do and 
So it takes longer and sometimes it just doesn't happen. And so I was just feeling super fucking angry and sad and like I was in a lot of pain and so kept going laboring through the day I have no idea what time I called you one o'clock um no I think that's about when I headed over because I had so um like a few days before you went into labor so I had like I was like, I'm not taking clients. I don't know when I'm going to need to be there. This is her due date. So I just really made myself super available. And then I had pushed out my calendar till like the week before Thanksgiving, thinking like baby will definitely be here by then. And because it was like almost right at 42 weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Or 43 weeks almost. Um, And then I randomly got two clients that week. And so you and I had gone to the mall to go get her a new outfit and then like got lunch and, you know, just like, let's just go be normal and walk this baby out. And I was like, I got two clients this week. Like, I don't know. And you're like, just take them, just take them. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. Like, and if, if it happens, well, you know, in enough time, I can give them a heads up. And I let both of them know, like, here's the situation. I may need to reschedule last minute. Um, and you text me like three or four minutes before my client was walking in the door and you're like, okay, I think I'm ready for Reiki now. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll see you in two hours. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I had my vibey playlist. I had the lights. I had the whole, everything I wanted. It was really beautiful. The playlist runs out. The sun comes up. (laughs) I'm still in labor. I'm in pain. And I'm like, I got to do something else. I've taken fucking at least three hot showers because it was the only thing that helped was like the hot water in the shower. Um, I've been in and out of the pool, which did help a little bit. But um, so then I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Titanic because that's yeah. what Allison watched in labor. And I was like, Aww. sure, why not? And it's a long ass movie. Yep. <laughs> I watched all Titanic on the ground, on the ball, all of that. And then that was over. And I'm like, I just <laughs> every contraction, Curtis had like a heating pad that he would push on my back. And if he didn't, it was like really painful. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely having like back labor. And throughout the whole day, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this anymore. I didn't sleep all night. I hadn't eaten. Like, I tried to eat, but it was just like, I don't know. I couldn't. So then, um, yeah, I'm just, like, texting you. I'm texting Allison. Like, I can't do it. I need to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell Kurt, and he's like, no. He's like, you didn't, you told me to tell you no. You told me you didn't want Mm -hmm. that. You can Mm -hmm. do it. And then Kelsey, my doula was like, that's not the experience you want. You're not going to like being at the hospital. We got this, blah, blah, blah. Well, and even if you go, it's not going to like, you could still be laboring like this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was like, I want the fucking epidural. Yeah. I want to take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I text Misha at like three or four and was like, I can't do it. And she was like, or I, I don't know what time I text her. She was like, I'll be there at four. I think. Yeah. She came over. 
you came over, you did Reiki. I thought you were there for an hour. Apparently you were there for six. <laughs> I showed up like one thirty, I think. And I was with you through to, the hospital. Yeah. I got home at, at like 1030. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought you were there for like an hour. <laughs> I did disappear for a while to like give you some space like with Kurt. And so I was like in and out of your experience. He was amazing. He supported me the entire time was very hands-on never left my side i mean he like napped a couple times barely um just always keeping pressure he would get in the shower with me in the tub with me it was just really bonding really beautiful um i feel like i could cry it was really beautiful and i wish that i could have you know had the baby there and like him yeah catch the baby and stuff but i couldn't do it anymore i was in so much pain and i was so tired and so i went out there and i told into the living room and i told misha like i can't do it i want to go to the hospital And she was like, well, do you want me to check you and like see how far you're dilated? And I was like, no, I want to go like now. You were done. Like no one's talking me out of this anymore. Even Kelsey, like she had come up to me. She's like, did you guys ever like talk about like, did she want to be talked out of this? Like checking in with me, like as your friend, Mm -hmm. did we ever have that conversation? I was like, that was never like even thought about. It was like this is what she's doing Mm -hmm. is the home birth and so she I could even see her kind of like jostling like how do I support you in this like and you came out and it was like nope this is what I'm doing like you were crying you're like I can't do it anymore I just Mm -hmm. can't I'm done yeah so I get to the hospital the doctor's a huge fucking cunt bitch 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 so I get in there and they like, I'm having contractions. They rush me over to labor and delivery. She's like, I'll be your doctor. And she's like, oh, so you tried to have a baby at home and just like being a bitch. And she's asking me questions and I'm like in pain. I can't really answer you. No. And I don't know anything. And then Misha shows up and she's like the doctor's like do you have any questions for me and i was like no but like if you have any questions this is my midwife you can ask her and she goes i'm your doctor now do you have any questions for me and i was like no wow (laughs) and she walked out and i looked at the why are you delivering babies if that's how you're going to treat the person who's in like literally like you are in a crisis yeah they wouldn't let kelsey go back there because like your mom me and kelsey all went over together and we're waiting and we're like, and she, she approaches the check-in de- uh, desk at the labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. And it was just a side note. Like it was just so cool to see Kelsey. Cause I had spent like all day with her and like, she's just, Kelsey's amazing. She's just so she's loving bitch. and like, like she's an incredible doula wild moon. Mm-hmm. Is that her? We interviewed her a few back. Like if you're looking for a doula in Southern Oregon, like even not using her as my own doula, just being in the experience and in the labor situation with her, it was so beautiful. And we get there and she's like, I'm here for Taylor Pickett, like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you're going to have to wait. And she's like, I'm her doula. And they're like, you're going to have to wait. And she immediately went to mama bear mode and like her energy completely changed. Like, you know, really 
we tried to make sure that you guys had all that you needed to get in there, but it was, I think we waited at least 20, 25 minutes before they let us go back to you. And they didn't even let us, like Kurt came out and got us. And that's how we got pulled back there. And then Misha showed up like pretty much the same time Mm because she was finishing the paperwork for the hospital. So it's just so insane and maddening that like they're just immediately like we're taking over and fuck everything else that you had in place mm-hmm. and ha- and like you're in this pain you're already in this place of like I need to have this type of support now I need and they're my, just so not your doula can be like your mouth yeah I couldn't really you, you, your say. brain's not even there you've been doing this for over 24 hours at home like hard like laboring consistently heavily so you're like you haven't slept it's just like she wasn't they weren't allowing her to go back there to be that advocate for you which is what she's there to do and yeah it was I mean it was just really cool to see her like okay we're at the hospital now and now I'm I'm here to fucking say what needs to be said and help my client everyone's demeanor changed I mean Kurt completely shut down like he turned gray he didn't speak no the entire time like it was hard people everyone was like trying to be like checking in with him Mm -hmm. and he just shut off yeah and i get that which sucks because it was so different at home yep he was just scared Mm -hmm. just so scared like scared to be in the hospital but scared because he loved you so much Mm -hmm. and like and he couldn't do anything and you're here now and like you know, just afraid. And he's exhausted. He hasn't yeah. slept at all. Yeah. So I look at the nurses when Dr. Joy Anderson walked out and I was like, she's a bitch. <laughs> and they were like, I'm really sorry. And she was like, yeah, just being so mean that I like tried to do this at home. And she was like, I don't know why people do this. Like, you're not some hero. Like, you don't need... Did she say that? Yeah. She was just like... fuck? She was just like... It's... You're not... Basically, like, you're not special trying to not take medicine. I don't understand why people try to do this. Have you complained to them? Yeah, I wrote a letter. Um, And that's something I forgot to put in my birth story that I wrote was, like, how she said i'll get to it the misogyny of it but um so she leaves and the nurses were lovely one of the nurses went to doula like school with kelsey that was so cool she's like we got you yeah she was a doula before she got into labor and delivery which is strange because i feel like it's usually the opposite i didn't realize she had gone into it after the fact i think so mm-hmm. and then the other woman was like i had all four of my kids natural like oh. you're fine here um well, and they're the ones who are mostly gonna be with you too which is the doctor good, but, barely comes in but it's still just like it it's just such a sour taste and it doesn't help speed up anything in your experience yeah. like it immediately makes you just like cool we're turning this shit off because i don't feel mm-hmm. safe here so then I don't know which part came first, but the anesthesiologist comes in. He's very, very, um, he explained everything like Mm. in great detail, um, how it was going to work, what was going to happen, how it was going to be. It was just like very calming. Um, and he did the epidural and it helped 
a little bit. It helped. I could still feel my contractions. Um, and then the doctor comes back in and Kelsey's like, here's her printed birth plan. This is what we want. And she goes, oh, I don't read those. The doctor? Yeah. What the fuck? She's like, I don't read that. And then. Uh, that's saying, I don't care about you. Yeah. How are you even doing the job that you do? Yeah. So then I'm just like, okay, whatever. And um, she's just like being a bitch. And the nurses are doing so much. I don't even know. There's just a lot going on around mm-hmm. me. Things I'm hooked Beeping. up to all these things. And then I'm like, the nurses are doing something. And I'm like, there's something in my coochie. Like, I can you check my coochie? And <laughs> before they got done doing whatever they were doing, it was like, boom, snap, <laughs> gush. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was my water broke. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, you hadn't had the water break yet, but you'd been through this entire laboring experience. I mean, already. a lot of people's water never breaks. Yeah. So we just don't know that. Yeah. Like, what we're taught, and like, honestly, women learn a lot about themselves through movies, which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but all the movies show the big gush water and that break. Starts and that's the not labor, really no. a thing. <laughs> so, um, that was kind of cool. And then they're like, <laughs> Oh, there's some meconium in the water, which is baby's like first poop. And a lot of times that can be really dangerous and like an indicator that like you got to get this baby out now. They're going to like if they swallow it, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, And then they can get in their lungs and stuff. But nobody really seemed worried. So I don't think it was like much. Yeah. Um, And so we well, where am I? epidural yeah so the water breaks breaks, and then i'm like seven centimeters dilated at that point so i think when i got admitted i was five yeah so i got to five at home from like 6 a.m to 8 p.m i guess yeah because it would be like you probably got the epidural within the hour of being at the hospital Mm because we were there for a little bit we transferred with you we're in the room and then like everyone who didn't need to be there left right before like when they're like you know be 20 mm-hmm. minutes before like you get the epidural um so then i was like okay i can sleep so then i fall asleep but i'm still having contraction then i'm like half asleep and i'm just like screaming and groaning and the doctor comes in and she's like you should not be feeling any of this mm. she's like if you can feel it, you need more epidural. And I'm like, oh, Ugh. okay. And then so the the anesthesiologist comes in, gives me another one. And I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God. Like, that's when I was just like, huh. and then I'm texting Kate, like, did you feel it when you pushed your baby out? And she's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know when you got the epidural, you can't eat food so i would have eaten something you were hungry before yeah and someone got you a sandwich and, you're and i like, couldn't it was disgusting mm, no, yeah gross. so i didn't know you couldn't eat so i definitely would have like eaten something at home so yeah they're moving me around because then the heart rate's decelerating and that's scary so then we do this again like from 8 p.m and it becomes 9 a.m 
to me, then I'm like, this is validating that I couldn't have just stayed at home anymore. Yeah, no. Because, like, I, I was questioning myself for sure. Like, am I just being a pussy? Is this, like, I just can't handle it? I don't know. But the fact that it goes on for another, like, day and a half yeah. almost was, like, okay. Like, I, I don't think I would have been able to keep going at home. Totally. But who's to say the epidural didn't slow it down? Totally. In my mind, it sped it up a little because, like, I was able to you needed the relax rest. a little bit and then my water broke and all that stuff. Well, with all the back labor, too, like, that probably prevented you from having the water break, too, and, like, that that kind of helps speed things up a mm-hmm. little bit more. The back labor is intense. Yeah. You were having lots of troubles there. So, um... They're checking me at like six in the morning. They're like, you're 10 centimeters. Okay. The nurse is like, you're 10 centimeters dilated, but there's like a lip on your cervix. And at 7 a.m., the doctor switched. They're on like a 24-hour rotation. And they're telling me, I can't remember the doctor that delivered my baby's name. Mm. And he was so lovely and I feel bad. So at this point, the bitch is gone. They're, at this point, they're about to switch. Okay. And she's so she comes in to check on me. The nurse said there's I'm 10 centimeters dilated, but there's a lip on my cervix. And we're just like need that to kind of get out of the way. Mm -hmm. So then the doctor that I don't like comes in and she says she checks me and she's like, basically tells the nurse in front of me, you're fucking stupid. She's only stupid or the nurse nurse is stupid. stupid. There's I'm only eight centimeters dilated and they should just give me a C-section anyways. And I was like, no, thanks. Like I'm good. And I heard the other doctor was a male and I was like, I don't want a male doctor. Like I'm already doing all this stuff. And they're like, he's really great. Just like meet him and see what you think. And, I mean, I didn't really have another option at that point. So he comes in and sits down face to face with me. And he's so kind, so nice, explains everything. Mm. He checks my cervix, 10 centimeters dilated with a little bit of a lip. Which like I'm the like, nurse said. yeah, what a fucking condescending bitch. Like, first of all, don't talk to the nurse like that in front, in front of, of the people patient. that is crazy and yeah. also like you were wrong yeah you were the stupid one yeah actually so he's like we have these options he was like we can i don't remember all of the options but they can put fluid back into mm. your uterus since my water had broke so long ago and sometimes that helps to like push the baby out i could do pitocin or I could just like wait and try to push. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait and try to push. So I will like, he got there at seven, start pushing at like nine. And my epidural wasn't like, so, so you have a button you push to oh, give yourself okay. more. And so like, That's I didn't really nice. push the button because I wanted to be able to move around and yeah. like, I wanted to feel the baby come out. Yeah. And so I start pushing. I get on my hands and knees on the back of the bed. I have my arms on the back of the bed. I'm bent over and I'm like pushing that way, which is, I can't really feel my legs that much, but enough to, to like support you. get myself up there, which was a really weird feeling. And then I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm pooping, <laughs> which is fine. But in this position, I feel like a horse where it turds just drop from high up. And I just don't like that. 
like if i want to poop i want to be in like a squatted position or something so i try that doesn't work they get out a squat bar and they like pull the bed to where it has like a step and i grab the squat bar and i'm squatting holding onto this bar and between I rest between contractions and then the next one I'm like, okay, it's coming. And then I'd get down and you can see the contractions on the monitor too. Mm-hmm. So I get back in the squatted position and I'll just push. I love like that there's pooping. these options for you. Like, because babies like this well, in the research that we've done, like babies aren't naturally Come coming out, out while you're on your back. Like that's not the best position. Yeah, yeah. Which is how we see it most. So it's so great to know that this hospital did have yeah. the options and coached you into those yes. positions. And I talked to a girl yesterday who birthed in grants pass and they forced her to labor on her back with her feet up in the air and it's just like i at that point it's like just let me lay here (laughs) put my feet up and they're like no you gotta lay like they were making me get in the positions and it was great and so i would i also got on each side kurt would hold my legs up and then i would like Mm. push my leg on the squat bar and like pushed in that way i really liked the squatted position the most but she's like you can't do that for five hours your legs are gonna hurt so bad but i was like i don't care (laughs) and so i like rested a little bit in between and the heart her heart rate was going down so i couldn't do anymore and then i get back to it so five hours in i start getting a fever and then um she's just going downhill at this point and since my water had broke so long ago like i was getting an infection from the meconium basically and then her heart rate kept dropping and the doctor came in it was like 3 30 maybe and he was just like we got to get this baby out of you and i'm like bawling my eyes out just like i don't care yeah please just like give me my baby yeah i just want my baby kurt's like really scared still not talking and then um so i asked my midwife to go in with me and she we get prepped we go in i'm like how long does this take they say 45 minutes i'm like jesus fucking god yeah i've already been at this for three days well and like i felt like when my sister had hers it was faster but probably wasn't and so we go back in there they give you like a stronger epidural and then you're just like numb all the way down they put the sheet up i'm laying there and i'm like this is my fault. I watch too much Grey's Anatomy. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> it's like I manifested fault. this. <laughs> and all of the doctors and everybody's <laughs> laughing. And I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> um, Because all I did the last like few weeks was watch all the Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so then they numb me up. I'm laying there. They strap your arms down to the table, too. So you're, like, strapped there. Misha's holding my hand on one side. The anesthesiologist is on the other side. And they're like, do you feel this? Do you feel this? I'm like, no. And it was the weirdest sensation because, like, 
I had been swaying my hips the whole time Mm, to like mm -hmm. release pressure and try to get baby out. So as soon as I'm numb, I felt like I was standing swaying my hips. Wow. Which was really weird. And I'm like, I'm obviously not (laughs) like phantom sway. And I'm just, my eyes are just rolling in the back of my head Mm. and I'm squeezing her arm really tight. And my whole arm was going numb too. And I'm like, I can't feel my arm. Oh my gosh. And you just like, like completely become consciousness, and that's it. It's just it was so <laughs> yeah. weird. And they're like, "You're gonna feel some pressure," and that was so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> you like feel pressure, and you feel hands inside of you, but you don't feel the pain. And I felt like they were in there for a while, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what the problem." And she was like. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's a big baby. And then they're like, and she's face up and they pull her out and they're like, oh, everybody's like, oh my God. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And she didn't start crying yet, but then she started crying. But it's still just like, I'm not this moment of like, oh my God, my baby's here. Like, it wasn't like that for me because I was so fucked up and tired. Yeah. And they're like, she's 10 pounds, two ounces. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, Such a I didn't baby. expect that at all. <laughs> and so then they like wrap the, ba- they swaddle the baby. Misha brings her over to my face and she's like, here's your baby. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I like rest my head on her and I'm just like, I guess that she's here now. <laughs> like I wasn't having any emotions because no. I'm just like, and then they're like, oh, well, we have to take the baby out and Misha so that we can close you up. Which when my sister had her baby, they like strolled her and the baby out together. Mm-hmm. They like put the baby on her chest and they like strolled her out. And so I was like, Oh, I don't get, to, and I'm told Misha, I'm like, please take some pictures and send them to Kurt so he knows I'm not dead because yeah, he's probably yeah, freaking out, totally freaking out. And so, um, they were like, midwife and babies have to go, and then we'll close you up. And I'm like, great, I don't get to see my husband meet our baby for the first time. But I was like, I didn't give a fuck because I was like, oh, didn't care about anything. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I looked at the anesthesiologist and I was like, am I dying? And I was just like, I should have just closed my eyes. I don't know. I didn't know. I was just like so fucked up. And he was like, nah, you're good. You're just tired. So tired. He's like, everybody asks me. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Well, you can't feel yourself, which is like a huge part of like being so tired, so hungry. There's fentanyl and epidurals. Like you're just faded. Fucked up. So then they like take you off of it, close me up, wheel me out there, and then like everybody has to like pick me up, like everyone in the room picks me up and puts me on the other thing. And then I like go in there and Kurt has the baby. He's got his shirt off. They're doing skin to skin. She's like, she came out of my body rooting for a boob. She was like, ah, and I'm like, (laughs) girl, (laughs) I am still cut open. Like I can't help you right now. She was like hungry. And I'm like, how are you hungry? You literally weigh 10 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, she was in there for a long time. Well, if you haven't eaten in so long, then she's not getting food too. So So, I like get in there and then I like sent 
people to get me food. Uh, I think my mom went and got me a Jimmy John sandwich. And then, <laughs> yes. like, I finally hold my baby. And then I'm like, it's all hits me. And I'm like, oh my God. We're done. With yeah, all she's, that. Here. she's here. I do have feelings and emotions. Like, I love her. And then I immediately, like, put her up to my boob and she just latched. Mm. And. I couldn't really feel my boobs at the time. So that was like, I feel like so much of you is a little weird. And she nursed for like an hour. And Kelsey was like feeding me this sandwich while I'm like holding my baby. And Kelsey was with you the entire time. She stayed with me Thursday till Friday, Saturday Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. For three days. Amazing. Amazing. Even my midwife is like, normal doulas don't do that. And she was like, oh, I'm in it. Yeah. And then she stayed for like two hours after, and then she finally went home. And so did Misha. And then they took us into another room, and it's just us and our baby. And I don't know. I obviously couldn't sleep now. Like, I know I hadn't been to sleep, but, like, I have my baby. baby. I don't, like... I don't know what to do. I don't know. And then we all just got to know each other and bonded and hung out. And she was just so cute and perfect. And I would nurse her. And, like, they give you a little piece of paper. So you're supposed to track, like, how often they Mm. eat, poop, and pee. And so we, like, doing all of our little tracking on her, like, poops, pees. And she was eating great and... Everything, it was perfect. Um, and how long were you in the hospital? So my mom was like, you should stay as long as I'll let you. I'm like, fuck no, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need just to be just wanted here. to be home the whole time. Yeah. And because I think a lot of people don't want to go home. They yeah. want to, like, stay and get well, help. There's people, and yeah, telling and, you what to do and yeah. reassuring you or helping you. So I was there for 24 hours after okay. I had the baby. I think. I couldn't remember. 48. I, I feel fucking, like 48 maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was like 48 with the You were a couple C-section. days there. Yeah. Um, so we get home. Um, and I'm like, I'm nursing, but you just have colostrum those first few days, which is like a really nutrient-dense, like, different kind of liquid that's in your boobs but it's not milk and it gives them all the vitamins and nutrients they need but the babies do lose weight because Mm, they're not mm -hmm. getting milk yet and so i'm like not wearing a shirt like no bra no top or skin to skin i'm nursing or whatever day three comes my milk starts to come in. She's like getting milk boarded and she's like <laughs> so uncomfortable and she's crying Aww. and like I'm just milk is everywhere <laughs> and I don't know what to do. So that's when you got to put your bra on and oh. the pads because it's like there's just milk out. everywhere. Yeah. And she was like fussing because i could tell that she like had it was like hurting her stomach and then she's just like so the that day was really hard for us because we were like figuring out and i didn't know like is it is it too much because she wanted to keep nursing yeah and i'm like am i not supposed to how often do i do this fast forward to now you nurse on demand you just nurse the baby Mm -hmm. when they're hungry newborn babies cannot 
be overfed. Mm-hmm. And so like they also don't need to be burped, which That's is so like crazy. <laughs> they just don't. Everybody's like, you should burp your now baby. You gotta burp I'm the like, baby. she doesn't, she pukes on me when I do yeah. that. It like stirs it all up. Yeah. Probably because I milk her till it's coming out of her throat <laughs> and then she just vomits because I make so much milk and she's so big. <laughs> All she does is spit up. But um, so then we're like getting used to being a family. The, so the day after. So I have surgery. at. F- she comes out at 422. We spend the night, whatever. By noon the next day. I'm like, I want to take a shower. So I'm like able to stand up, able to shower. Um, I'm sore, but it's just not as bad as I thought Mm -hmm. or like made it out to be in my head. Like I understand it's surgery, but I was like able to get up and down. I had like a belly band on that was like giving Mm -hmm. me good pressure to like hold my guts in. But after all the antibiotics and the the fluids and the medications like my i just felt uh, like gross yeah i was afraid to poop yeah and they give you like stool softeners so hard too with the incision too so they give you stool softeners so it's just like liquid coming out yeah because yeah which i um like i blocked a lot of this out i think so um yeah, you're just kind of in a little bit of survival mode. I couldn't sleep those first couple of days. I slept for like 40 minute stretches. And then I had like anxiety when mm-hmm. I wasn't awake or around her and I was afraid to sleep. And like everybody tells you not to co-sleep and you don't know if you're allowed to like fall asleep with the baby on your chest. So then you're not sleeping because I can't put her in the bassinet because she the first time we tried to put her in she spit up amniotic fluid and started puking and i thought she was gonna fucking choke and die and so i'm like kind of sleeping with her on my chest sometimes but then like making sure kurt was awake and then like he would sleep with her and i would be awake and so Mm. after like a few days i guess i finally got a stretch of sleep and i found an instagram page i found it before but i didn't really look at it but it's called co-sleepy and it's all evidence-based and it tells you how to safely co-sleep with your baby and you can chest sleep you just have to be inclined with like loose clothing or i would just i always for the first couple months was in just a button-up shirt Mm -hmm. and then she would just sleep on me perfect and yeah, you're just going to be inclined. She's on your chest and then make sure there's not like a bunch of pillows around you in case she falls off and mm-hmm. suffocates and then you just don't want a bunch of blankets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're in the middle of the bed. But I didn't know that I could do that. So because in the hospital, they tell you like your baby's going to die if you co-sleep yeah. and like not to do that. And if you tell them you want to co-sleep, they make you sign a piece of paper. Like basically if anything happens, it's your fault. Oh, my gosh. And so day five, I'm like, had a really bad headache and I'm taking these like extra strength ibuprofen for my incision already on like a six hour basis or something like that. 
And so I still had a headache and yeah, I was like, if that's weird. not touching it, then like, that's not good. And I was like, maybe I need a nap. So Kurt watched the baby. I took a nap and it like kind of felt a little bit better. And I had texted Misha before my nap and told her I had a headache. And she was like, that's not good. Do you have something to check your blood pressure? So my mom had like a wrist cuff and oh. those aren't really very accurate, yeah. but we checked it and it was very high. It was like 168 over 101 or something like that. Or 111 yeah that's high high. and sounds high i don't know sounds high my normal is like pregnant was 140 over 70 and normally it's like 126 over 65 like it's pretty low and um so I was like, I don't know if this is accurate. I told her and she's like, you need to go to the emergency room. She's like, I really recommend you go to the emergency room. And I was like, I don't want to, like, I have a five day old baby. Like, I don't want to be away from my husband and my baby. Like, I don't know what to do. And luckily I had been using the Haka on my opposite boob. So I had milk in the freezer and was making so much milk, even on day five that my freezer was just like full of milk. Like I'm probably making at that point, like three or four ounces every couple hours. So awesome. And it's incredible. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially for a newborn. Mm-hmm. That's just getting waterboarded with milk. But. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll go. I'll probably only be there for an hour. They'll give me some pills and I can go home. And I get to the emergency room and they are like, treat it very emergent. They're like, this is this is not good blah blah they there's a waiting room full of people they just take me back wow and they like get me in the emergency room they put me in a hall bed so i'm just in the hallway on this bed and they're doing all this stuff and they're just like um told me it's a level two considered a level two emergency level one is if you come in an ambulance and so they're like this is very serious we um how long did you have the headache before you actually went like all day wow and they take my blood pressure and it was that high. And then like they had my doctor that delivered my baby come down and talk to me. And they were like, so I asked to go in another room to pump. And they gave me a pump because I was just like already Not full of milk. To be there and either. I didn't think I would be there. Like I was feeding every two hours at least at that point. They gave me these little tiny things and I was like, I'm going to need like a (laughs) bottle. Like I am going to fill that in five seconds. So, um, then an hour later, they're like, so we're going to have to admit you. And I'm like, admit, like, what the fuck do you mean? You have to admit me like overnight. And they're like, yeah. And I'm just bawling my Mm -hmm. eyes out. Luckily my mom was there with me and I'm like, Oh, that's good crying and then i'm like can my husband and my baby come up like there's no way my baby can stay away from me at five days old no and so curtis and goldie come up and oh i haven't that was said, the her first time said her name oh my baby was born her name's goldie rose pickett burgess so cute shit i should have <laughs> said that one during the birth story <laughs> So Goldie and Curtis come up and um, they put me on a 12 hour magnesium drip and they're checking when you're on magnesium, they have to check you every hour. So I'm like, obviously not sleeping either. So what they are put they checking me, you for see if I'm going to have a seizure oh or a stroke. Gosh. 
So they put you in this bed with padded rails in case you fucking oh. seize out. And then they come, they check your reflexes on your feet and your knees and then your blood pressure and your temperature. Wow. Every single hour on the hour checking. She's writing down how much fluid I was drinking in between because she wanted me to drink a lot to like flush stuff out. Comes 12 hours. Nothing's better. And so they're like, all right, we're going to have to do this for another 24 hours. And I think, no, I didn't have a catheter. So then I have all these things attached to me. And every time I'm drinking all these fluids, every time I have to go to the bathroom, they also have like, it's called a hat in the toilet. And it says how much I peed every time. So then like, anytime I have to pee, I have to tell the nurse, like, come check my pee (laughs) so that I can pee again. I'm still bleeding out of my vagina because Mm. I just Mm -hmm. had a baby. And, um, so come the 24 hours, it's really not going down at this point. They gave me pills and then it like kind of starts to go down. So they're like, we need to observe you for 12 more hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just want to go home. Just been in the hospital pretty much the last week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm there for three more days. They're like, not three more days, but three days this stay. Mm-hmm. And they're treating me as I have postpartum preeclampsia, which is very rare. Preeclampsia happens when you're pregnant and it's like a hormone that you're, um, shit, my parking is going to go off. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> extend. Okay. So preeclampsia is like a caused by a hormone from my understanding caused by a hormone in your placenta during your pregnancy um elevated protein in your urine um liver enzymes stuff like that i didn't have those two things or any of the other signs it was just hypertension but they were treating it as that because Mm -hmm. they said uh, an incident happened at the hospital they sent a lady home she fucking died oh my god and so there are like it was really bad. Oh, so they're like, so we're they're just being really, extra cautious yeah, with you. That's so We've good. seen this happen before and we don't want it to happen. I don't want you to go home until your blood pressure is under this, whatever. Yeah. I'm so glad they took it so seriously. Yeah. It sucks that they had to go through that much of mm-hmm. an issue, like such a big loss mm-hmm. to really realize that. But yeah, they're like, this is actually very serious. And I'm like, I'm fine. Just let me go home. <laughs> So they put me on medication for high blood pressure. I took it twice a day for like two or three weeks, saw a doctor, and then I started weaning off of it. I'm not on it anymore. My blood pressure is totally normal. Everything's fine. And um, Goldie is great. She is now 10 weeks old um everything's been really amazing she's really chill baby she doesn't really wig out she is very easy to figure out what her needs are um she loves milk and (laughs) she weighs 16 pounds which is like almost as much as my friend's nine month old baby she can't keep growing at this rate like she (laughs) like if she gains that those that many pounds consistently she's gonna be like a 60 pound one-year-old and that's not a thing so i'm sure it'll even out she'll have to even out at some point (laughs) 
<laughs> but she is big. Well, yeah, you sent me the picture, was it last weekend, of her wearing one of the onesies I got. And I remember specifically making sure to get ones that would be like six months at earliest to like a year. And I was like, how is she even wearing that? And it fits like perfectly. She wears six month old clothes. (laughs) So wild. 10 weeks old. That she's like barely two months. Yeah. <laughs> so we took her over to a friend's house yesterday. They're five weeks apart. Her baby is five weeks old so and tiny. is eight pounds, which is smaller than my child has ever been. <laughs> yeah. My baby was never that size, except for when she was inside of me. It's so tiny. It was like holding <laughs> air. It was just so like weird. Never yeah. I was just like, oh my God, he's fragile. I don't know. And then you put them next to each other and I'm like, don't roll over. You'll squish them. Yeah. That like, she's double. Yes. Literally <laughs> right now. Yeah. She's big. And then I'm nursing her and I'm like, how am I going to do this in like six months? If you're like, Because <laughs> my friend just came and her baby is six months old and she said he's 20 pounds. There's no way they're four pound oh difference because he is big. big. And Goldie's not even near his base and his head is huge <laughs> she he can't sit up because his head's so big Aww. she was like watch this and she sat him up and it just went head first Dunk. like don't like a toy he's so cute but definitely not 20 pounds <laughs> i don't know all these big babies around so oh part of the thing that i forgot to mention so the day after i have the baby the shitty doctor's on call oh, again. Yeah. And she comes into my room and I had complained about her a lot to like the nurses and so had my midwife and so I kind of figured that she was coming to apologize because like there's a fucking something on here. Cause her demeanor was like cheery. It's the start of her shift and you got her like I mean not even at the end end, but Yeah, but I thought she was like gonna apologize yes and she sits down and she's like well i just want to say and she's like you know you did the right thing it's really steep having a natural birth is like steeped in misogyny and men just thinking that women need to feel pain and they get their vasectomies and they just drink beer and watch football and i'm like what the fuck is she talking about how is any of that even close to true first of all it's like completely the opposite of why i'm trying to do this like in my mind like this is natural this is what we're supposed to do like you were built for it yeah you are a woman you are strong yeah and she's like um so i'm just looking at her like you know i don't don't even know what i said because i'm like literally just had a baby less than 12 hours ago and you're saying all this crazy shit to me and i'm just shocked that you're speaking yeah and then she's like well you know if you want to have another baby you're gonna have to get in shape and she was just like this is why you had to have your c-section and you know women that run five miles a day don't have 10 pound babies and i'm just like (sighs) i've never met a pregnant woman that runs five miles a day but okay and i'm still not saying anything she's like well you know and then i had all my c-sections no need to be a hero um you know and everybody hates newborns and i'm just holding my precious baby that literally was born less than 12 hours ago 
that I love. And she's just telling me everyone hates newborns. And I'm like, I don't hate my newborn. What the fuck is wrong with this person? Yeah. And then like saying, you know, um, you're not going to be able to ha- you just schedule your C-section. You're not going to be able to have a vaginal birth after this. That's not, not going to happen. And I'm just like believing her. And I'm like, okay. I don't know. And then she just like leaves and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I looked at Kurt and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with her? And he's like, she got bullied in high school. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And so then the nurse comes in. I'm like, don't let her back in my room. No. Like, I don't want to see her. I don't want to talk to her. I don't need anything from her. Do not let her back in my room. If I need something, I will let you know. Yeah. No, she's just bringing in toxicity. It was like, again, how is she doing the job that she does? Why are you? Why are you doing the job that you do? Why are you delivering babies if you hate newborns? Yeah. I am shocked by that. And I can tell you, having a newborn for 10 weeks, I don't hate her. I actually really like this face. It's amazing. I love everything about it. I love every moment. Literally sitting here talking to you. I miss her snuggles (laughs) and I just want to go home and snuggle my baby. Like... (laughs) I'm just completely mind blown by her. So I, somebody sent me a screenshot of like a local woman's page and there's like over 30 women complaining about all their experiences with this doctor. There's like a Facebook page around. There's a mother's like page, but then somebody made a post. (sighs) Like I just wanted to vent about my terrible experience with Dr. Joy Anderson and then all these women oh are gosh. like, me too, this, 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 this. And I keep That's... trying to join the group, but they won't let me in. So. Oh. Um, I think it's like a conservative group. Maybe they I give off. <laughs> Bad vibes. <laughs> but... fucking, sorry, side note, that reminds me. I was at Over Easy yesterday, and there's this table of dudes and this guy... He's wearing this black sweatshirt that has like gray American flag over the black. And it says, I wish that I lived in a red state because I'm surrounded by idiots. And I'm just like, then move to a fucking red state. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but go. There's, uh, you can go right he over He also is border. wearing a black hat and like kind of looked like uh, you've seen Edward Scissorhands, right? When they go to like rob the boyfriend's house and they all get in like the black jacket like he looked like that (laughs) like kind of vibe wearing the sweatshirt and i was like how are you over easy right now i don't get it but also yeah like fucking move to idaho they would love you just go what are you doing all the way over here on the west side (laughs) anyways but speaking of conservatives yeah um that's crazy that there's so many other people with this experience i really hope that everyone yeah. is like i sent an about email it. i hope everybody else said maybe i'll make a different post on a mom group i am in in southern oregon and see yeah what everybody has to say because i feel like if there's enough people complaining like there has to be something that can be done right like that just is so insane that this person is doing the job that they're doing and like by choice and speaking to and people like this way. The doctor's on call. So I don't think anybody sees them for care. Yeah. Um, just, and it's just they're like the emergency hospitalist room. or something. Mm. So yeah, they're just work there. Like if you go into labor and you don't have your OB or something, 
So crazy. I believe. So it's like people only deal with her when they're in a traumatic state. So if someone's seeing a specific OB and then they go to the emergency room for their baby, then that OB comes into that they're hospital. They're usually on call and then they come in there. Deliver yeah. your baby. Mm-hmm. Like, so the and Because you had a midwife she was there to support would she still be able to like deliver your baby in the hospital no no but there's some like la clinica midwives Mm -hmm. that can deliver babies there um which is good to know and i think they can do c-sections and stuff too wow okay at least you still had her there with you mm -hmm. like the whole time but Mm -hmm. yeah crazy good to know yeah so i would share some pictures for you guys but i'm not putting her photo on the internet right now i don't think i will until she's old enough to say if she wants that or not yeah um but i'm just watching my husband parent has been the most wonderful thing i've ever experienced he's such a good dad he's such a good partner he took care of me my entire pregnancy he's still taking care of me he's now so good. he takes care of the baby we're gonna split child care like he amazes me. The first time I ever came over to meet Goldie, I was like, Kurt, how do you like being a dad? And he just like instantly starts tearing up. He's like, I love it. It's the best thing. I was like, what's your favorite thing? He's like, everything. Everything's so perfect. I just love it. And you're like, are you crying? And he's like, yeah, I just like being a dad. <laughs> he's just so happy he's and so, good. so sweet. And he loves her and he doesn't want another one. He just loves. Oh. We set up so his vasectomy sweet. consultation and that'll be perfect. We're just gonna be three best friends. I love that. Yeah. Love she's that so, so cool. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Like even her We're crying really is so gentle. You're like, I can take her back and I'm like, she's not bothering me. Like I don't feel like I can't I mean, I can't give her my boob, but she's looking at them like I know what those do mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're gonna give her what she wants but I mean unless she needs the boom she's crying in my hands like I'd figure it out like she's totally not bothering me she's so sweet mm-hmm. and her she's like starting to smile a lot more yep. now too and it's just like big and happy and it was like wait. she smiled so big at me the other night when I was there I was like oh my god give me more of those <laughs> it's so, so weird cute. when she tries to smile with a nipple in her mouth (laughs) but she just stares at me now well because at first i can't see anything yeah so then you're like what's going on and then they just become like more awake and aware yeah it's so weird she's looking around that baby yesterday was definitely like by my boobs and was like "Eh." and i'm like i would drown (laughs) you're just like giving off of the hormone you would drown You are too small. Your mom does not make milk so like So tiny. That picture is wild. Like, well, and it sucks. Like, for her, you know, she nurses for sometimes 40 minutes at a time every two hours. Like, wow. I'd be having, like, a three-ounce letdown in three minutes. <laughs> like, I put, yeah. I put the you pump on, and it's like, it goes, <laughs> it's just pouring out of me and so i just feel really lucky that that's my situation i mean i wouldn't i will take over production any day over under and i donated some milk to a mom with twins and 
right now I don't know if I should be donating more or if I should just hold on to what I have and I don't want to hoard it but I also don't know what the future holds and yeah I mean I know like you're gonna go back to work too I'm sure that'll change your production a bit too yeah my best friend's sister was making a ton of milk and had a 10 pound baby and now she's her supplies down and she had to buy milk from somebody else and he's allergic to like formula and so yeah I just want to keep some of the milk I have totally well, so. if you have a little to give, like, you're not on, like, constant donation cycle with her. Right. Right. You just are like, here's a mm-hmm. little extra that I have. So, you know, you can kind of choose when you need to or can and available to and see how things change for you as you, you know, go back to work and your routines change. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to be able to do that in this moment for people who do need it, too. Yep. I feel very 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 lucky all the way around everything she's so good i'm feeding her good my body feels fine like yeah so i nice. mean my body is sore but it's nothing like being pregnant no you're that sucked you just feel so much different so everyone could feel that it's worth it yeah I could probably be convinced to do it again, honestly, but <laughs> luckily Kurt doesn't want to. Um, but it was not fun. Yeah, you were miserable from like within the week of finding out you were pregnant. I just mm-hmm. like I keep thinking like I went with you to that appointment to like get the definitive yes, you are pregnant test. And you were just a couple days like after you know, finding out doing the home test already and we were, no, you weren't yet. We were going to pick up the prenatal for you. And you're like, you know what? I'm healthy. I'm fine. I like, I won't feel shitty. And it was almost the next day or day after that where you were like, I feel like shit. And you were just feeling like shit. I thought I was a little nauseous. I was like, do you have any mints? Maybe you were a little bit, but you were like, you're like, I'm going to be fine. I'm a healthy person. You were like, I'm this is gonna be yeah. fine. Nope. Like almost like bragging. <laughs> like nope. this be great. I'm healthy. I will tell this you won't me. <laughs> like motherhood and pregnancy has humbled the shit out of mm. me. I'm like, oh I'm healthy. I'm gonna have a easy pregnancy. <laughs> no. Oh women are made for this. You just push your baby out. <laughs> no. Honestly, get the fucking epidural. I don't know. If it's like on day two and you're because the worst thing is to be recovering from a vaginal and a c-section yeah like my pelvic floor i still pushed for yeah fucking five hours and was in labor forever so i'm recovering from both Mm -hmm. basically the only thing they didn't have like she was in my vaginal canal the only Mm -hmm. thing that didn't happen is she come out the coochie like Mm -hmm. so i mean Yes, you can do it. Listen, just listen to your body. There, the whole thing was like, I'm at every turn needed to listen to my body. Kurt didn't think I needed to go to the hospital when I had a headache. And I it was like, I think I need to. And then they were yeah, really I'm so scary. good that you did. And I don't know if I could have got that baby out on my own. I don't know yeah. if I, she would be here. Or I would be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm very humbled throughout the entire experience i think that i kind of maybe judged people thinking they took the like easy way out and um maybe sometimes i still feel like i could have done it but it doesn't matter that's not your story 
Yeah. But your story is just as important as all of those other stories and the way that and you... none of it's easy. There's not an easy way no. out. None of it's easy. No. T- getting an epidural, pushing baby out of not easy. No. Having a C-section, not easy. None of it is the well, easy way out. And if you reflect back on just like the entire pregnancy, the whole experience for you, like you were put in so many positions to have to like make change fast and and say like this isn't working the way that I thought it would like every step of mm-hmm. your pregnancy mm-hmm. was that where you had to pivot and make a different choice yeah like different house different salon different everything changed mid- different midwifery care exactly yeah yeah it's true so I mean I think like the biggest thing is too like yes trust your body and and do what feels good for you but like listen to your intuition because it's going to tell you exactly how it's supposed, it, what you need to do just have grace with yourself like you're not it, failing in no. any way that baby has come out some way it will come out and some way none of it's easy <laughs> and to me so like that all of that has like given me the nuance to like in my mind I want to be like, oh, I'm just like so good at this with the baby. But then I have to check myself and be like, no, other people aren't just like not doing the right thing. Yeah. I probably just have a good baby. And it's because it's easy to be like, oh, well, you know, I I do this and that's why I, this happens. Yeah. Or, you know, I ha- eat this thing and that's why I make all this milk. But it's like, no, I'm lucky. Yeah. And. I'm just lucky I have a good baby mm-hmm. and I just need to count my fucking blessings and not judge my like other people for how their babies are, you know? Well, and even just the support that you do have like in home, but also like around you too, which is yeah. like another privileged thing that I yeah. know that you have already been like, I'm yeah. lucky for that too. And, and that was both something- of us being home. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Throughout my whole pregnancy, I was just like, oh, my friends just were like able to stay at home and this, that and that. But like, yeah, they were. And then when they had their baby, their husbands kept working and mm-hmm. they were by themselves with that baby. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm so privileged to have a patient supportive husband that's been able to be home for 12 weeks yeah. with me. Yeah. Because I don't know how people do it. Yeah. It's a two person job. My mom was here. That did not work out. She was supposed to live with us for a year and we just didn't need it. It was, I mean, we were, I was scared. I thought everything would be a lot harder and it's just been really easy for us. And we've been able to take care of the baby and be a family and we just didn't need the extra hands. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, well, I'm just happy that you guys are healthy. I'm happy that, like, overall you're feeling good. Like, mm-hmm. literally, every time I see you, it's not like at all what I expected this part of your life to be either. You know, not that like I felt like you would necessarily need a lot of help, but 
I was like really I worried. With depression and anxiety. I, I was really worried about your mental health and like how postpartum would be for you in that way, and just like wanting to make sure that like I could be a supportive friend for you mm-hmm. in that way. And like I was really happy that your mom would be there too to mm-hmm. support you in that way. My and mental health has never. It's been just better. so incredible to see like how well you are doing. Like even, like the first time, it was almost like I, I think everyone shocked how how like pre-pregnancy Taylor was too. I was, you're like, Hey, well, and I was like, what? The thing. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who <Everybody>, are you? <laughs> everybody's like, you know, you have a baby and you're never going to be yourself again. And I'm like, I feel like myself again. I just have a baby. Yeah. Like, yeah, my body's different and yeah, my priorities are different, but I feel like myself again. Totally. I just, I feel privileged because I don't align with, any of the postpartum stuff i've seen on like how like instagram everybody's you know you get the postpartum depression you're struggling your partner doesn't help you are you hate your body like Mm -hmm. all these things like uh, that i prepared myself for i really did i thought like okay you know i might have the big sads i gotta depend on my partner like all these things could happen i might not be able to feed my baby and I just feel like myself, um, but better. Better, totally. Well, and I think, like, that's to the value of sharing your story. And, like, I just want to thank you for being vulnerable and, like, vulnerable for whoever does listen to us to share your story in that way. Because I think there's so many things that we're taught about our hormones, what pregnancy is like, what birth is like, what, what postpartum's like, like women just are so taught like nothing. And there's just a certain norm and we think that's how it's going to be for us. And it's not on either extreme and every body is different and has a different uh, experience entirely. Mm-hmm. And there's, and not enough people like then people feel like, something's wrong or you know and and then we're afraid to share our stories because we haven't heard a story like ours and that's scary and vulnerable and then people are gonna maybe ask you more or whatever but I think it's so important for us to share our stories so that people don't feel so alone in their experiences too uh, for the good or the bad because we're just not we're just not taught like there's just not enough information out there. There's just this, this is how it is. And so we try to expect and experience what we think it's going to be like. And it's just not true for most people. Yeah. So I really appreciate and like I praise every single person who shares their truth yeah. and their experience in pregnancy and birth and postpartum, especially because I don't we, think that I'm the norm. No, but I think it's stems from, a lack of support totally. because going over to my friends yesterday with her five week old, like she's had meals dropped off for her every couple days for the last five weeks. And she's had help and her husband's home too. And they're living in their little baby bubble bliss. Yeah. And so I think that it's really important. I want to say if you live in Oregon and you are, self-employed it's important to sign up for the Oregon paid leave now if you plan on even if you don't plan on having a baby but just 
pay into it in case you need it. A family member yeah. gets sick, you get sick, you have a baby, you're able to take time off and still be paid. And that just went into effect like September, right? Yeah. So it that- takes a long time to get your money. We are 12 weeks in. Kurt has not been paid. Okay. Which is really hard. Yeah. Um, but it has given us this time so keep that in mind too you know keep your savings but know that like you can be reimbursed basically Mm -hmm. and you can stay home with your partner without losing your job that's awesome it's so incredible go Oregon um you sign up for yours no you need to send me the link that's what I was gonna say do you have available right now like um the resource to look that up you just type in organ paid leave okay. and then just you Google it and then it'll pop yeah, up. Yeah. And okay. it'll take you to Francis okay. I think. And you can fill out your information. If you are employed by an employer and you make a W2, you're already paying into it and okay. you will automatically get that and they can't fire you. Okay. And they, would they have to, do you know, would they have to do anything else to get that pay? Once the baby's born. Mm-hmm. Um, you like send in proof of birth okay. and then they'll start to sense. pay you out, but, um, it awesome. might take a long time. Yeah. So, but then eventually you'll get that extra money, mm-hmm. which will, I mean, if you're like me and you believe in the universe, you get it when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we get it before they shut our power bill off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in two days. Call me first. <laughs> it's $750. <sighs> Your power bill mm-hmm. at home? Mm-hmm. Why is electricity so expensive? It's three months worth, but still. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. I would die if it was that much every month. Yeah. I no mean, way. ours this time of year is like can almost be $400 sometimes. Okay. Yeah, ours is three something. Hooey. Well. Well, we thanks for sharing your story. Are back and we have a no plan right now (laughs) (laughs) we have some perspective guests already we uh will be scheduling with them soon more spritz yes yummy we're drinking an aperol spritz which we just had for the first time the other day i've wanted to try one the whole my whole pregnancy but it's probably more than enough Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> that's why it was so strong at first. I a lot more than that. The first time. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's strong. Well, I think the Aperol itself is at bitter. least 11%. It's definitely bitter because it's a digestive. Um, but they're really yummy. It's like, I feel like it's kind of the adult version of a mimosa to me. Well, you know, I was watching... <sighs> Van- oh you want to know what i did oh yeah let's i was watching banner pump rules and they were drinking them and that made me want them but now i'm watching summer house and so i drink a lot of rosé um we also should just we should just do our patreon doing bravo show recap i think there should be a portion of the patreon yeah that is bravo show convo because put them on youtube bravo show convo i like how that rings uh taylor obviously spent a lot of time watching i thought we could like play off a rose something (laughs) bravo and rose now i'm uh hooked also my favorite thing (laughs) that you said was um great i don't know how i'm gonna ever watch normal television again i'm like (laughs) 
Well, welcome to my life. My attention span literally is TikToks and reality TV, and I am the person I never thought I would be. I but, guess it's yeah. kind of a blessing that, like, my husband almost despises this type of TV. Like, he'll tolerate a that. little bit sometimes. He wants to know, like, last night, uh, he was going to go shower, and I put on, I was like, cool, while you're showering, I'm just going to watch a little bit of Beverly Hills. And I put it on before he left and he was like, well, did someone die? And I was like, well, that's not what they're talking about. But yes, <laughs> someone did die. And he's like, well, tell me everything. So he has a certain curiosity, but he also thinks it's complete garbage and cannot tolerate it. So Curtis. because of him, I do actually watch things that aren't Bravo mm. television. But um, if I'm by myself, that's what I'm putting on yeah. now. I have so much to catch up on. Yeah, <laughs> Curtis was like since the baby's been born and i come out to the living room now he's like well you could just put your show on and then he's like sits there he does too and then (laughs) and then the last night he was like he's been saying the one i'm watching now is the worst of all the ones that i watch is just like the trash (laughs) the summer house yeah and then i'm like (laughs) cooking dinner and i just hear (laughs) and he's like (laughs) laughing out loud to it and i'm like yeah so he's watching it while you're in the kitchen yeah he's in there with the baby then <laughs> he's just still it's still he on change it. and he didn't change it and he's like laughing and then he comes into the kitchen to tell me what craig said and he's like <laughs> yeah he just said this this he's like, into he, it you like it <laughs> you like it so funny and i think it's because the episode was like a crossover like mm, they started introducing yes. characters from southern charm into summer house yeah winter house (laughs) look we're witches and we love bravo tv don't judge us i mean it's (laughs) i've said this before and i'll say it again it's like national geographic but for humans 100 percent agree totally yeah how are we supposed to figure out like human i love trash tv i love it me too and no well, shame and now i'm invested in all these people's lives but okay exactly. here's the point is like you watch normal shows and you get invested in those people's lives exactly. but they're fake characters so who's <laughs> the idiot now these are real people you're dumb not me <laughs> cheers cheers <laughs> um at least well, mine's this- not a made-up character how long have we been recording can you see the number almost two hours okay it's time yeah uh we're gonna save a card pull for next time because this is definitely a longer episode of just sharing and catching up um so if you've made it this far thank you for listening we've missed you you so much we're so excited to feel free to write in your birth stories Mm, too we could read those on the air if anybody totally wants to share their experience just give me like chills through my ears down my back i think it is really important for us like we get to have this community and if we can help empower other people um, in any way, but especially with their health and wellness and their experiences, I, I just don't want people to feel alone anymore. And we get to have a platform where we can share shit. So yeah, anything you want to send in that's like, I didn't realize this when I went through this and I want other people to know we're here for it. Yeah. That'd be cool. We love you. Love you. Go drink some water. Go drink an Aperol spritz and watch 
Bravo. <laughs> Specifically, start maybe <laughs> with Vanderpump Rules, then Beverly Hills Housewives. Yeah, it's great. And then I'll tell I'm you. I'm watching from both there. back and forth right now. I honestly really liked Southern Charm. <laughs> They're all fine. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, bye.